Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi, the pimps, the blacks, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. The Thursday night throwdown has begun, begun, begun as the countdown to the Final Four continues. Major League Baseball first pitch is here. Opening day has arrived. We've got live action going on right now as we speak. We've got a lot of stuff to unpack on the program. Uh, congratulations to the North Texas Mean Green for winning the NIT. They win the NIT in Vegas at the Orleans. Uh, they were getting two and a half points against the UAB Blazers. And, uh, of course, it was an all-conference USA matchup. These two teams had played twice, and they split uh, the the season series. And um, when it's all said and done, North Texas wins the third matchup, and they cut down the nets, the NIT. Big-time victory. And uh, I guess the game went over, depending on when you bet it. It was one of these deals where it was 128, 128 and a half, right? And uh, at closing time, I don't know if it was 129 and a half, 129, depending on what you got. Um, it was one of those type of deals. So depending on when, what you know what you did with the number, I don't know if it went over or not, but North Texas are your NIT champions. Major League Baseball is here. Let's do this thing. Uh, we've got uh, action going on as we speak uh, right now. The Los Angeles Angels are up uh, one nothing. Normally, I start with the Dodgers and not the Angels, but Otani did light it up uh, tonight. Otani, 10 strikeouts. We gave the over six and a half strikeouts, and I got to tell you, I know it's the first game of the year and all that, and but man, really? When I, when we saw the number, I was like, "Is this like?" I don't know if you guys remember the TV show uh, Bait uh, Bait Car. Bait Car. They did it out of Vegas, actually, and I met a guy that got busted on it. To believe it or not, it was a great story. I've told it before, but see, so yeah, Bait Car. Remember the TV show? They don't have it on anymore. I don't think Bait Car. Where they used to like, they'd have like a put car in a parking lot, and they put a car in whatever, they leave the windows down, or they put the leave the keys in. Right? Like, they basically entrap people. It was one million percent entrapment, but you're still a criminal and you're still a, a thief. And um, once I was sitting in the stratosphere, which is a very sleazy place, and this sports book, and I'm sitting in the stratosphere, I'll never forget. It was a Saturday night, and I was watching a Michigan Nebraska game by myself. It was Michigan football. 
And I didn't always go out to watch games. You know, I lived like across the street in his condo and stuff. But I don't know why, for whatever reason, I was drinking. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into the sports book and watch this Michigan game alone. <laughs> so it wasn't like packed in a sports book or anything, right? It was just, you know, Saturday night, whatever. Uh, like local type of stuff, not like uh, off strip, not, not tour Saturday. And I'm on Michigan and there's some dude there and like he's kicking things and he's flipping out and stuff and he's got Michigan and uh, uh, he has his ticket in his hand and he shows me his ticket and he bet 20 bucks, right? He bet 20 bucks like to win like 38.50 or something. And point blank, he goes, man, I got no money. I need the money. And he goes, you know, I'm staying across the street. I said, we're across the street. He goes, you know, like that motel. It's like the lowest of the low of these motels, right? And I'm like, what are you doing here if you have no money? He goes, I got arrested on that TV show Bait Car. I had to come to court. Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of bust them, and everybody else in between. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Play ball. Let's do this thing. Major League Baseball regular season is upon us. Somebody should tell San Diego that. All their money. And uh, here we are right now. The Colorado Rockies are leading San Diego 7-2 as we speak. 7-2 is also the score at Chavez Ravine. But it's the Los Angeles Dodgers that are beating the Arizona Diamondbacks 7-2. We'll keep our eye on it. We've got a pitcher's duel going on in uh, Seattle. Still scoreless late. In that baseball game, and speaking of uh, pitchers, Shohei Otani, 10 strikeouts uh, tonight. We got a one nothing baseball game. That game's still going on. Halo's up uh, one nothing. Shohei Otani's prop was 6.5. 6.5, what? It, listen, man, we're on, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're on every day at uh, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern with our best bets of the night. And I said, Shohei Otani's strikeout prop is six and a half tonight, guys. I said, he's probably going to have this by like the third, you know, the fourth inning type of deal. So he finishes with 10 when it's all said and done. And I want to thank the sports books for an early season baseball gift. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Domi Omagrato, Mr. Roboto, or something like that. No more Texas wins the NIT. Conference USA. Listen, it was an all-conference USA NIT. And now Florida Atlantic are up next. Uh, they get the San Diego State Aztecs. That's the first game on Saturday night. We're going to be breaking it down. we got a full house on the program uh, tonight. Frank Schwab joins us from Yahoo Sports. It's been a little while since we've been Schwabbed. Um, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. We'll talk Final Four. We'll talk Major League Baseball Futures uh, with Frank. He does a great job over at Yahoo Sports. We've got Kyle Hunter. Kyle is going to step up and then break it down uh, with us. Big card Julio, Julio Rosario, play-by-play voice at the Windy City Bulls. And, of course, Chicago State, or at least he did, Chicago State uh, basketball. We'll get his thoughts on the Final Four, all of his best bets. Angelo Zara will step up and then we'll hit the MLS. A lot of stuff to unpack on the program as Major League Baseball is back. Marcus Stroman was the first pitcher. To, uh, to be hit with a uh, pitch clock violation. Marcus Stroman laid it down and threw it down and then got online and started taking shots. <laughs> the late night anger management class, baseball's back. Let's do this thing. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage, bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Let's roll. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust them, and everybody else in between. It's the Thursday night uh, throwdown. Series XM Channel 159 Baseball is back. And yeah, you know what? We got the pitch clock and uh, and all this other type of stuff. But, you know, it's another sport to handicap. It's an opportunity to make money. We hope you made money uh, today. We did well earlier in the day. Uh, we've stumbled a little bit uh, this evening in the sense that, um, it, you know, I didn't stumble. San Diego stumbled. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do anything. But come on, man, really? You know, come on, seriously. There's always that parlay buster. We were discussing uh, what, who who's going to be the parlay buster tonight. Listen, the Angels haven't won this game yet. The Dodgers are rolling right now. Seattle and Cleveland uh, was, was scoreless. But it's great to have baseball back. Um, we're up on the day. Uh, we got some future bets in. We talked about our futures. And listen, we're in a modern era right now in which it used to be, listen, if you didn't get your future bets in, you were screwed once the season started. Now, man, you know, there's regular season win totals up for the NBA with five games left still. <laughs> right? It's a, new, it's, a, it's a new world that we're in, so you can still get in on these win totals. But just for the record, I always like, you know, when I bet a win total, especially, you know, bigger plays, I always like to get off, you know what I mean? You want to to start off with a win. Every win counts. I've always said this. I don't care if it's the, you know, the first game of the year or the last game of the year. The standings don't ask you the difference. In the same way when people say, oh, you're you're crazy, you put $1,000 on an XFL game. Yeah, you know what? The money, you know, they don't care. The sports book doesn't care if it was the Houston Roughnecks or the Houston Texans or the Houston Astros. Like it, it doesn't matter what you know. If, if you pick a winner, you pick a winner. So it's great to have another sport back uh, in the rotation. 
And there's going to be numerous opportunities where we remind people, we warn people that this thing is, a, uh, as Dave Malinsky, the late, great Dave Malinsky, used to always talk about uh, opening day. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? There's going to be 162, uh, 162 games, man. It's going to be a lot of opportunities. Trust me, even though I've had a winning day today, I left a couple of spots on the table um, in which I'm watching in games, and I'm like, you know, this is going to happen, and that's going to happen, and, and, and then it did. But we wanted to get our future plays in, and uh, we're always transparent with our units and what we end up uh, playing. Last year, we went 2,500 on the Dodgers, right? Which at the time, you know, it was, it was a nice play, you know, paid back 5,000. We would have was what, 2,650, whatever the hell it was to win 5,000 back on the Dodgers over win. This year, I did not go as big on the Dodgers. And it wasn't because of a lack of confidence in them or anything like that. And in fact, I, you know, I thought, and I talked about this before the game tonight, if you looked at the Dodgers' price, really, you don't get the Dodgers at minus 170 at home very often. And I think there's been, listen, because like social media decides things, it doesn't mean that it's reality, right? Like there's a difference between winning on the field and winning the offseason. A lot of teams win the offseason, right? A lot, a lot of teams win the offseason. So it's good for you. You win the offseason. Offseason isn't like real games. And I think there's a tendency often, you see it in the NBA trade deadline, you see it in sports all the time where teams will like trade for something and there's like an automatic sort of assumption or something that your team should react or the other team should react to this as well. And if you already have a good team. So where I'm going with this is if you'll notice, a lot of people are expecting the Dodgers to like massively regress this year. And you have to ask yourself why. No, no organization in Major League Baseball history has, has um, had more Rookie of the Years than the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers historically have had one of the best and top farm systems and minor league systems in baseball. And the Dodgers last year didn't trade any of their highly touted prospects in which everybody thought they would, right? The Juan Soto. Juan Soto ends up in San Diego. Dodgers had the ammunition. The Dodgers had like a better package if they wanted to do it. But you can't have it both ways, right? You can't say, well, we have these great prospects, but we're not going to trade them, but we're not going to play them. That's something the Lakers would do. <laughs> but the Dodgers aren't the Lakers. So what do you think that, that Vargas is, is Vargas? Is Vargas Trey Turner? No. Nobody's Trey Turner. Trey Turner's Trey Turner. The Los Angeles Dodgers had Trey Turner last year. Did they win? No, they didn't, right? And Trey Turner wasn't as good in the playoffs last year for the Dodgers as he was uh, for Team USA in the WBC. So I just think there's an overreaction that somehow the Dodgers are going to like massively regress. And, and also, San Diego are a classic example of winning the offseason, right? Like these teams that just load up. You see the National Football League all the time the so-called super teams and stuff, you see it in the NBA, it always implodes. It rarely freaking works. There's more examples of it not working. You know, so fans get caught up and the media get caught well, I think the Dodgers are going to be down this year. And then the same people that will tell you the Dodgers are going to be down this year, the same people that will rip organizations for only signing free agents and stuff. So, But you're ripping the Dodgers for not just signing people, right? <laughs> 
Well, good organizations build from within. So that's the whole thing. Like, it's kind of a with the Dodgers is that, yeah, they're super rich. But just because you're super rich doesn't mean you have to be super stupid. And that's the whole thing. There's a lot of teams like, you know, like the Mets. Look at the Mets. The Mets are super freaking rich. Are they super smart? You think it's smart to give Verlander and Scherzer 80-plus million dollars when they're a combined 80-plus years old? Which one's hurt already? Verlander. (laughs) Don't worry, Scherzer's coming up. I guess that's the WBC's fault. The New York Mets really are just, like, cursed. But my point is, you know, if you think the Dodgers are somehow, like, you know, oh, the Dodgers, why, Why? because they lost Trey Turner? Yes, Walker Bueller is out. Don't worry about it. They're going to be fine. We put $1,000 on over 96 and a half wins. I wanted to put more, but it was one of these deals where um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to deposit. You know, I was like, you know what? I could deposit, but no, I want to do it with their money. So I put it all in and I swear, man, after I put the early baseball bets in for the day, I literally had like no money, like, you know, $38 left in the account or something. So I put a dime on the Dodgers over 96 and a half. I put a dime on the Blue Jays over 91 and a half. I put a nickel on San Diego over 93 and a half, which I'm not happy about. I'm already like I'm already upset myself for doing it. <laughs> because yeah, you know, what you're losing tonight and now you're gonna, you know what I mean? I got your future and you're gonna cost me a parlay tonight, which I'm not happy about. And um, despite the fact the Angels are winning, and I do have the Angels tonight, I took the Angels under. I just didn't have a choice. And it's now 1-1 as the Angels and Athletics, as I stated, that's another number that baffled me. Now listen, we told you tonight that we told you tonight that Otani and the six and a half was like free money, essentially. People don't like the expression free money, but whatever. You're getting Shoei Otani at six and a half strikeouts against the Oakland Athletics. But I don't understand the optimism about the Angels. Yeah, the WBC was lit, and Otani was lit in the WBC. Otani's teammates on Japan are better than, like, the Angels. Like, like I like to see Team Japan play the Angels. You know what I'm saying? The Angels aren't winning 82 games. Like, I don't know, like, why anybody thinks that they will or could. They won't. They can't. The Parlay Busters in the house. Kyle Hunter joins us next. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Uh, now, Marge, I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Who? Who? Honey. The X is for extreme. There is no XFL this year. The league folded. <laughs> Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. Uh, I don't know how many times we freaking told Marge. The XFL is back. And for you, Homer, the D.C. Defenders, who, who, who's going to win the million-dollar game? All right, um, let's just start it. Let's just start this right now. Shohei Tati's leaving the Angels. <laughs> We've talked so much recently about if there's one team, and we'll bring Kyle Hunter in in a second here, but if there's one team, right, if there's one freaking team, that every game matters in the first two months of the season, like in the first couple of, like, if, you know what I'm saying? It is the Angels. Right? It is the Angels. Like, the Mets losing today, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, every game. Like, if you're Otani, you're coming off the high of playing with Japan with all these good players and stuff that know how to play the game right, and you beat, you know, you, you conquer the world. Now you're with the Angels. You're thinking, all right, you know, I don't want to leave, but let's see what happens. You you pitch six innings. You have ten strikeouts. If <laughs> you leave the game with a one nothing lead. Like, basically, Otani needs to pitch every game and hit, like, multiple home runs all the time. And as good as Mike Trout is, hey, Trout, how about you do something, all right? Because your buddy's about to leave. Like I said, like, I, you know, I want the Angels to succeed. I like the Angels. I'm a Dodger fan, but I got no, no beef against the Angels. I like to see them succeed. And I know I, I bet under on their win total because this is who they are. They're not going to win 82 games. And this is not a good start. I don't want to be that guy, but I'll be that guy to start the Otani stuff already and just bring it up. How the hell do you think he's thinking? Like, what do you think he's going to be telling his Japanese buddy after whoever the hell he talks to? <laughs> after the game in the hotel or, you know what I mean, back home or his agent. Going to go, dude, I just, you know what I mean, I had 10 strikeouts and whatever, dude. We just lost to the Oakland A's. We can't be the best team, and I'm on hill. Not good. Not good. All right, let's bring in Mr. Kyle Hunter right now. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Hunter Picks. Uh, he's an average guy looking to help betters make money. Let's do this thing. Kyle Hunter, welcome to the Rage. How you doing tonight, Kyle? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on, Gabe. So let, let's do this thing. NIT tonight. I don't know if you caught that. All-Conference USA. Um, North Texas beats UAB. UAB, I, I'll admit I was on UAB. I lose. But the Conference USA, of course, that's Ford Atlantic. Still alive in the Final Four. I'm going to tell you what, man. It's crazy, isn't it, Kyle? It's the Conference USA world. We're just living in it. That's why all the talk about Kempom this and rankings of conferences and everybody thinks this and that. Once you start these games, man, it doesn't freaking matter. And this year is case in point of that, Kyle. It sure is. I mean, uh, this has been Conference USA's postseason thus far. 
Um, you know, UAB caught this team there tonight. North Texas did win in that one. I think there were some uh, tight calls there late, some potential shot clock violations that weren't called there at the end of the game that definitely could have changed the thing a little bit. But North Texas a very good team. McCasland, a good coach. Uh, he'll probably be moving on. But Conference USA has had a fantastic postseason. Uh, we'll see what that means for Florida Atlantic, but uh, you know they've been the big winner of the postseason thus far. It, I think it's fun, Gabe, to have this uh, Florida Atlantic San Diego State matchup. I know some of these people say we need the blue bloods, we need some of this. Uh, this is what I love about March Madness. You don't know who's going to be in the Final Four. Uh, you know your your daughter, your son could do better than you in a, a March Madness pool, and and that's kind of what makes it fun, right? I think people's cats can do better. My cat could <laughs> in some instances this year. Yeah, daughters. So do you like so the fact? I, th- I think you're right. Television numbers, listen, the mainstream public, they like the big-time teams, sure. right? And, and the thing is, a lot of times, it's like the Yankees. You know what I mean? You know, like people, you know, they, they want the Yankees in the playoffs because you hate. It's like the Floyd Mayweather stuff. You know what I mean? People buy the fight because they want to see him lose almost. So, like, you know, like Duke. It's not, you know, Duke have massive ratings when they're on TV. It's not that everyone loves Duke. It's like people hate Duke. So, it's like, so you get that sort of, you know, F those guys and people watch. But do you like the fact that San Diego State is playing FAU so one of them get to the, the, the final as opposed to, let's say, it was FAU versus UConn and Miami versus San Diego State type of thing. You like the way it played out like this? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wish that it was Texas-UConn because it kind of looked like it was going to be an epic matchup there with Texas team that was playing so well. Uh, in but, Texas, you know, too. Can, uh, in Houston, the final right, four, right. too, yeah. And, right, but what can you say about Laranega's team? I mean, he keeps showing up. You know, at this point, he should probably be called Mr. March. You know, his teams have been so good uh, as underdogs. Uh, 26 and 5, Gabe, in their last uh, 31 against the spread as an underdog. I mean, just insane. 7 and 1, Kyle. Uh, last eight NCAA yeah. tournament games. 7 and 1 ATS. I don't know what he's saying in the locker room, but it's working. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens here coming into this one. I do, I do like the matchup of San Diego State versus Florida Atlantic. I think it's fun because Florida Atlantic has not really been a fluke team. You know, they, I know that they got that win in the first round, which. You know, Memphis kind of gave that game away. Penny Hardaway, Memphis kind of handed that one to them on a platter there at the end of the game. But Florida Atlantic is, uh, you know, they took it to Tennessee. They, they came from behind in that game, and they came back against Kansas State. They've been a clutch team. Uh, I think their depth is really tough to match up against. Uh, 15th highest in the nation in bench minutes. So this is a team that plays a lot of guys, and you wouldn't expect that. Out of a Conference USA team, you know, you expect Conference USA to have five or six guys that could play. Instead, you know, they, they shift in everybody from the bench, and they're just as good as the guys that are starting. I think that's pretty fun. And then you have a San Diego State team who, I mean, let's be honest, they're turning every game into a rock fight, and who can blame them? I mean, that's what's working. Um, San Diego State is in the Final Four with their leading scorer, Matt Bradley, playing pathetic. I mean, the guy has been terrible in the NCAA tournament. He was one for eight, two for nine in the last couple games, and here they are still. So, you know, defense has been tremendous. Uh, number one in the country in three-point defense at this uh, point. So, you know, here we are playing in a football stadium in Houston. I think this should be a great matchup. It's a great point that you raise, uh, Kyle. You know, I brought it up, actually, before the tournament started. I was just going over tournament sort of facts of each team. You know what I mean? Like uh, most experience, least experience, tallest team, shortest team, just sort of that type of stuff. And 
it stuck out. FAU, 39% of their minutes, Kyle, in games, 39% of their production, minutes played, comes from the bench. As you stated, which coming from a team like that, from a conference like that, really, you think Florida Atlantic had that much quality players. And you nailed it as well, and I brought it up. I was speaking with Jerry Palm uh, last night about this, and he agreed, too, about FAU. They don't really do anything, one thing great, but they're also, they don't beat themselves. And the thing with FAU that's super impressive, they are very athletic, right? So that's, that's you know, they are athletic guys. But what really impressed me about FAU, Kyle, is their, their composure in the final four minutes, three minutes, two minutes of these games, if right. you'll notice. Everybody else cracks around them. They don't crack. And... Dude, they've beaten some big-time programs that have felt like the the pressure late in these games. And even when it seems like it's slipping away from FAU, they always just calm down and punch back, and they don't get rattled. Like, they, I don't know if it's their coach. Their coach is just kind of really chill, it seems, too. You know, But you know what I mean, Kyle? Like, they don't get rattled late in yeah. games, FAU, and that's why they're here right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, they were literally punched in the mouth by Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee kind of punches everybody in the mouth. And then uh, they respond in a big way. Kansas State was playing so well, had, what, a seven-point lead there with eight minutes to go or something, and they come back and beat them. Um, You know, this is a little bit different of a matchup. I'd say the most similar matchup for them would have been Tennessee. San Diego State kind of a similar team in that they're so good defensively, not great offensively. Um, I think Florida Atlantic, though, uh, the people who just expect Florida Atlantic to show up in the final four and kind of roll over because they're a Conference USA team, I mean, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is going to be a really good game. It's interesting to see the line go from one and a half up to three most places here. Uh, today, I know uh, Right Angle uh, put out a release on that one where there was some steam went on San Diego State. Um, if you gave me just a pick em number on this one, I would be leaning towards San Diego State, but I think three is getting a little bit high. Yeah, I think this is uh, not giving too much credit to uh, Florida Atlantic, a team that's been able to be right there. And, I mean, you don't win this many games throughout the course of the season in a conference that clearly was underrated without being a really good team. I can't disagree with you. I think it's the constant, I like San Diego State, I like San Diego State. Everybody, it's sort of, everyone starts off by saying how much credit they want to give to FAU, and then there's always that but after. And you, you, know, you brought it up. Listen, you know, they were number one, and you brought it up in the tournament, number one three-point defense. They only give up 6.43 shots uh, per game in a regular season, which is super impressive in a modern era. And you know, Kyle, the Mountain West, that's a bombs-away conference. There's a lot of three balls in that conference. A lot of three balls in all conferences. But the Mountain West, they like to shoot the three. And for San Diego State, the whole team's a 6.4. And then look what they did to Alabama, 3 of 27, 2 of 17 against Creighton. It's not a coincidence, right? I mean, these guys, what do you think of the total of 131 and a half? I'm an over better Kyle by nature, but this feels kind of high, doesn't it? For a final four game at a football stadium with San Diego State. Like, come on, man, that feels high. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm an unders better more often. And, uh, you know, I've done pretty well with unders long term. I did come with some stats here, too. I hope the listeners can uh, get some uh, positive out of this that will help them here betting the final four. NRG Stadium, the host here, four and three to the under with the games that have been played here. The under is cashed by an average of 6.29 points uh, on the whole seven game sample size. Two of the overs were by two points or fewer. And uh, the unders have all been cashing at a pretty large 
large margin. Now, if you remember, one of the games played here several years ago was Villanova and Oklahoma. Do you remember the game where Villanova just shot absolutely lights out, like 70-some yeah. percent shooting, won by 40-some points? Uh, that was one of the over, went over by a couple points. But I think this is a place where you want to lean to the under. I know I wouldn't want to bet the over in that first game, Florida Atlantic. I think the kids had great insight, Kyle sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in california and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I was hoping you and your friends could tell me something about baseball strategy. The only thing I know about strategy is that whatever the manager does, it's wrong. Unless it works, in which case he's a button pusher. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Ramsey. Sir 6 channel 159 Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The 50,000 Watt the Juggernaut in the house. So Cal. So is Kyle Hunter. Follow him on Twitter. At Kyle Hunter Picks. Uh, great job breaking it down uh, so far. So, uh, Kyle, we're talking about uh, that three-point defense of uh, San Diego State. And, um, and how they've just shut everybody down. It's going to be interesting to see how FAU attack them. And I imagine they're going to stay away from the three-point shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I actually do think FAU, you know, May is a smart guy. I think they're going to try to attack them. But as one of our guests brought up, I don't know, we've had so many guests, you know, talking about this stuff this week. But somebody brought up, man, San Diego State are big dudes, bro, in the paint, man. Like, these guys aren't easy guys to move around. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. I think that um, some of the three-point props for Florida Atlantic are probably too high. Uh, one of the bets that I like here this week is Elijah Martin, under two and a half made three-pointers. Uh, I don't think they're going to take as many threes as they have in the regular season and even in the tournament thus far. I mean, uh, I think they have smart, smart enough uh, coaching staff that they're probably not going to be jacking quite as many threes as, as some people expect. But I also think that San Diego State is good in the interior, like you said, to where Golden might not have a lot of success on the inside. So I, this tends to make me think that the under is a good look in a play like this. Uh, you know, I think 
first half unders have kind of become popular. You know, they've yeah. kind of become the thing that everybody talks about. It makes sense in a game like this to take a first half under because I don't think either one of us would be too shocked if a game like this goes overtime. You know, this is very potential for something like that. There could be a foul fest late in the game. You're not going to give up easily if it's the final four. So uh, I think first half under makes some sense. I think this will be a remarkably close game throughout. I think it's a tough side to bet. So my favorite play in this one is is the total. And again, uh, I also think Matt Bradley's props are still probably too high. If you look at the last couple games, Gabe, he's played 19 and 20 minutes. I mean, he's starting to not play very much because he's just throwing up bricks. And I mean, that's kind of what his job has been in the past is to score. And if he's not scoring, then they might as well put in Trammell and Butler and have some more minutes uh, from San Diego State. So I think there could be some prop value on some of these players here. First half total is 60. And, you know, would anybody be surprised if this game was, you know, 26, 24 at the half type of thing? I think you might need a clean ride, actually, even to get to 61 in this first half. But with that being stated, and even with the cavernous setting, uh, in Houston, Texas, I got to tell you, it is massive. Like I've been there, and the Houston, you know, the Houston Astrodome was right next to it, and the Astrodome was what was like called the eighth wonder of the world or whatever. And the Houston Astrodome is like pretty freaking big, guys, and it looks like a little toy stadium next to this stadium. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's like wow, because you you pull up and like. You know, I'm, I'm just old school, Kyle. I like the Bad News Bears, right? So I was all stoked. I was more like, you know, I was at the Super Bowl in Houston. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't care about the Super Bowl. I was like, man, there's the Astrodome. I was like, that's awesome. And then I turn around. It's like seeing this, like, I was like, oh, my God, man. Yeah, this other stadium, it's like a monster. But um, without being stated, UConn. And Miami, I don't care where they're playing. They can play on an aircraft carrier. I think this game goes over 149.5 just because of the tempo and the speed. And neither team is hesitant to want to run. And, in fact, they both thrive. Miami, that's what they do. They recruit the fastest possible kids. They're all about their actual literal speed. And then, conversely, UConn play fast, think fast, push the tempo. Man, they're a damn good team. I got a piece of UConn to cut down the nets at 22-1. to uh, I I can't say to you though I'm not a little bit you know a little bit concerned about this Miami Hurricane team as you and I talked about man Larinaga is just you know the guy's awesome and this Canes team any one of these kids can beat you they play as a team they're older dudes they're tough they're not going to be intimidated mentally physically by anybody the UConn are going to have their hands full but I'm still sticking with the Huskies but I'm not in love with a five and a half what's your breakdown what's your take of the game. Yeah, we're thinking a lot alike on this one, Gabe. I have to tell you, like I said, I'm kind of an unders better, but I ain't betting the under in this game. I don't want anything to do with the under in this one. Uh, you know, 149 and a half, 149 out there now. Uh, you know, I have to lean to the over in a game like this because UConn last game against Gonzaga could score at will. The only reason they didn't score more points is because Gonzaga was down by 30 points and they didn't have to keep scoring. Uh, Gonzaga just looked like their will was completely broken in the second half of that game. I think Miami is going to be able to keep up as far as scoring points fairly consistently. The backcourt there, much better. Gonzaga had Timmy inside, then Timmy got in foul trouble. Uh, the, the point guard play from Gonzaga hadn't been very good. Miami's guards are excellent. So I think Miami will be able to score a decent amount. The other thing is Miami shoots 78% from the free throw line. UConn does foul a lot. They're in the bottom 50 in the country at defending without fouling. So I think Miami will be able to score a decent amount here. On the other side, Miami's defense 
207th in effective yeah. field goal percentage defense. Gabe, I don't know how they're going to get stops. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to get very many. And I, I kind of am getting a little bit frustrated, all these people saying, well, Miami steps up and they play good defense when they have to in the last three minutes of the game. I don't think that works all the time. You know, it, it might work. It won't help if you're down by one. nine already, right, Kyle? <laughs> right, right. right. And, and it helps if the other team's taking bad shots. And, you know, I think Texas kind of bailed them out a bit in that last game. So I, I don't know if that was more about Texas blowing it or, or Miami coming back. But I don't think UConn's going to do that in a game like this. Um, you know, it's hard to talk against Larinaga, like I said. The thing that I don't like about laying the five and a half points is UConn's stock has never been higher. You know, you want to kind of yeah. buy low, sell high. The Huskies just absolutely dominated Gonzaga last game. Um, no great value laying five and a half points. Now, I do love your 22 to 1 on UConn. So that's a great grab there on that one. But um, I think UConn is a clear favorite to win the tournament at this point. I think the over is probably a pretty good look here. Miami, 85, 89, and 88 points in their last three games. Two of those games are against Houston and Texas. Really good defenses. I think Miami probably scores a decent amount of points. I just don't think they can get stopped. So I think my favorite bet here in this game would be the over. And one way to approach this too, Kyle, and for everybody listening, more for people listening, Kyle knows, but like, I don't know how you feel about the the you know ex- final final exact forecast and stuff because you could argue well I could turn it over and I could flip it over well yeah you could do a lot of things right but like the you know the odds are up and if you know I think we're we're thinking the same how this plays out actually I've got UConn beating San Diego State so that that's plus that's plus two fifty right now so UConn beating San Diego State on Monday is plus two fifty Connecticut to beat FAU is plus three fifty San Diego State to beat UConn is plus 550. Man, I feel like I need more than that. San Diego State to beat Miami, Florida, plus 850. Miami to beat SDSU, 9-1. FAU to beat UConn, 10-1. That just sounds crazy even saying that, but here we are. Miami to beat uh, FAU, 10-1. And FAU to beat Miami, 12-1. Dear God, you imagine if it's a uh, if it's an all-Florida special here, but I, that's how I think it plays out. I think UConn beat San Diego State, and for everybody out there, it's plus two fifty. What do you think of those plays, uh, Kyle? Do you, or do you do you prefer to roll it over, or do you like these final exact forecasts? Well, um, I usually don't do those. Now I do have a ticket on San Diego State. It's it's ten dollars to win a thousand if they win it all. I mean, I was literally literally just a <laughs> stab in the dark in January when I figured they'd make the NCAA tournament. And let's just put something on. Now I certainly wish I'd put ten, more than ten. Somebody needs to put a hundred on at least. Yeah, for ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But. But I haven't hedged at all, and here they are in the Final Four. I still haven't decided what I'm going to do about this matchup, but I, I, they would be a pretty big underdog against UConn. So I do think uh, San Diego State and UConn is the most likely. Now, whether plus 250 is enough, I don't, I don't know if that's quite enough because uh, the San Diego State and Florida Atlantic game is enough of a coin toss. But let me um, ask you, Kyle. I probably wouldn't take that. I know, I, and I, I hear you. I hear you. Like if, You know what I mean? But at the same point in time, we could argue, oh, you know, you're losing 13 cents in this and that. But let me just ask you, uh, hypothetically, if if UConn are minus five and a half against a pretty good Miami team that's kind of respected and Larinaga from a bigger conference, yeah, what are they going to be? What would they be against San Diego State? Seven and a half, eight and a half? I guess we could argue, well, it depends if they smoke. Right? Let's say UConn, let's, that's another angle, too. Let's say UConn wins like they did against Gonzaga again in the same fashion. Like, holy crap, they just smashed Miami. Dude, they might come in on Monday as like a nine and a half point favorite or something. 
Yeah, I mean, it, recency matters a lot in the NCAA tournament, and and that's why the number is yeah. as high as it is now. I don't think they would be that big of a favorite, uh, you know, barring some ridiculous blowout. Having said that, I do kind of feel like Miami is kind of a – I don't want to say house of cards, but I don't think they're as good as they look like they have. So I think Laren Higa is kind of a miracle worker at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, about to burst, yeah. And I yeah, said the same think, thing, Kyle. Remember, dude, it was only like 10 days ago that everybody was picking Drake to beat Miami. Now everybody loves Miami. Absolutely. Yeah, now now it's like, you know, Miami's been wonderful all the way. And and let's be honest, Drake probably could have beaten them. I mean, they they had to lead the majority of the game. So uh, if they hadn't gone on that slump for a long time, I think uh, UConn versus San Diego State, I'm just kind of looking at my numbers. UConn minus six and a half or seven is probably what I would think that would game would be would be at if those two games go according to plan as far as San Diego State winning a close one, UConn winning by five or six. All right, Kyle, we'll get you out of here in about uh, two minutes' uh, time here. The the tournament has obviously been super unpredictable. It's the first time since 1970 that three of the four participants in the Final Four are participating in the Final Four for the first time. Uh, we have the NBA playoffs, though, coming up. And I tell you what, it almost has the same feel, doesn't it? I mean, you know, the NBA has had a lot of problems this year. I don't think this has been a banner year for the association. But without being stated, in past years... You know, there's been like two, three teams. Remember when we had that run? Well, it's going to be the Warriors and the Cavs. Or like, you just sort of know. Yeah, it's this team versus that team. And there's, you know, three, four teams. And it just, you know, it almost got boring. You can't say that this year. The East is lit. There's a bunch of great teams in the East. And the West is like a demolition derby, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is like, it's sort of like the NCAA tournament. Pick your poison, bro. You know what I'm saying, Kyle? This is this thing's wide open, as wide open as the NBA playoffs has ever been. It absolutely is. I mean, the, the Nuggets, the one seed in the West, but I don't know that we can trust the Nuggets to be some big favorite. You know, I don't think their defense is that great. You got the Warriors down there in sixth place in the West, and I, I still keep waiting for the Warriors to kind of kick it in. They're 9-29 and 29 on the road. I mean, what is going on there? And then you got the Timberwolves-Lakers, facing off here on Friday night coming up. That's kind of an important game for the, the seating down there in the Western Conference. And I think, you know, crazy to me, I come home tonight, see Boston has beaten Milwaukee 140-99 to 99 in Milwaukee. Good God. What, what on earth was that? I didn't see that one coming tonight. I tell you, Milwaukee is so uh, so consistent. Uh, Lakers um, in Minneapolis. Uh, T Wolves are one point favorites uh, in this game. Total two thirty two and a half. And you're right, it is just massive. And you brought up the Warriors. Thing with the Warriors, Kyle. You know, what I mean, it's almost like it wouldn't surprise me if the Warriors got bounced in five or six in the first round, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Warriors made the finals. That's how like right. crazy it is with this team, but. I don't know if they can flick the switch in the playoffs and start winning on the road. I think they think they can. I'm not sure they can. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I mean, that's that's a team that I hate to count count them out, but like you said, wouldn't talk me if they lose early either. Hey, great job, uh, Kyle. We'll definitely do it again. Kyle Hunter picks on Twitter. Follow him. Great stuff. Thanks for the time, Kyle. Hey, thanks a lot. The late night anchor man for class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brancy. Fed your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. job by Kyle Hunter on his sports rage debut we'll definitely have him back so I was talking earlier about the uh, the major league baseball futures that I put in and I can still put them in but it was one of those deals so like I said I'm, uh, I'm always transparent what we're betting and I had 3200 bucks in the account so I woke up this morning I had 3200 bucks in the account and I'm like damn man and that's why I was mad I lost like the last two nights or whatever like yeah I was at 47 at one point I'm down 1500 but I should note that I started at two to begin with. Um, actually, it was six, and I pulled four. So, you know what I mean? I've been nailing them pretty good, right? I mean, I, I've been playing with two dimes, and I keep on beating them and pulling it, and I start over the two dimes. So I was, I got it up to 47 again. I was rolling after a couple of days. So anyways, so I was like, yeah, I wanted to bet some futures. But I was in the back of an Uber. Um, you know, I've got a million things going on here. We're moving sat studios. I t- posted some pictures on Twitter. We're going to have a really cool look coming up on Sports Rate soon. The TV show, you know what I mean? You know, the TV show, we can't uh, start getting all crazy and stuff. We're mainstream. <laughs> we're, main, we're mainstream. But uh, the late night anger management class, I can do whatever the hell I want. I can do the show naked if I wanted to. So um, I'm not. I'm not wearing pants now. I'm kidding. I am. But um, no, but the thing is, it's actually bothered me for a couple of years. Like, the, our shows look the same. Our TV show at nighttime looks the same as Sports Rage late night. It's late night. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Late night means darker, right? So, um, we just never really, you know, had the right thing and the right look and this and that. And it's like, yeah, whatever, dude. You know, we got a lot of things going on, right? We, we worried about the content. But now we're locked and loaded. You know, we're, we've moved into our new studios and uh, set up. It's not fully complete yet. It's getting there. Um, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but it's going to be super cool. I look forward to it. So yeah, we'll, we'll share these baseball uh, picks and what I ended up doing on the other side. And we'll check in and we'll see if the numbers have moved. And I bet you they haven't. Like basically if the Dodgers were 96 and a half and they won tonight, it'll be 96 and a half and they'll add like 10 cents to it. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 